Welcome to the Sisterhood & Co. podcast. I'm your host, Harriet Blevins. This podcast is designed to empower, educate, and encourage women of all ages and stages of life in their walk with God. Our goal and intent is to provide you with the best content and topics relevant to your lives as Christians. We will have conversations with other leaders all along the way and discuss topics all of us want and need to hear. I'm so happy you're here, and I hope you enjoy the journey with me. Amen, amen. How good is that? I'm going to do a little bit of housekeeping. We just have this, he's just standing there very sad all by himself. So I'm going to put him over here with his musical friends. How is everybody? Look at your beautiful faces in our new building. I know. It's so amazing. I'm so happy to see all of y'all tonight. It's a real honor to be able to take off into the 11th year of sisterhood. Isn't that awesome? It's just so cool. You know, there aren't many things these days that last 11 years, right? I mean, there really aren't. I mean, it's kind of, it's awesome. I mean, it's sad, but it's awesome that this is 11 years old. Yeah, we had our big 10 year last year. So we celebrated, closed out the season. And as you know, we usually have sisterhood Tuesday mornings, Tuesday nights, every Tuesday. And you know, Harriet is not as young as she used to be. So I was like, I can't do that anymore. So I have to lead smarter, not harder, right? So that's, that's why we're doing once a month. And then we're going to do all of our podcasting though. How many of you listen to the podcast or have an ability to at least pull it up? So we're really going to start cranking those out more and more. And you can go back a, more than a year ago now. There's a lot of episodes on there now. The new um, series is called The Rhythms of Life. So I don't know if this tonight will be the first one, probably Monday. And then the next three will be the rhythms of life. And, um, and then we'll just kick off from there. Uh, I think I'm going to do a series on nobility coming up. And so we're just going to dig into the Word of God together. Are y'all good with that? Yeah, it's going to be good. So I want to pray before we get started because I really do feel like God has given me a word for now. Hey, Kristen. I love you. I'm so happy to see you. Um, just, I feel like it's a very now word. And I feel like that's why I chose the song that I did for tonight. Because how many of you know the rains are coming? And the winds are blowing. And some things are shaking. And we know that the word of God tells us that whatever can be shaken will be shaken in the end. And whether the end is right now or yet to come soon in the, in the near future, we want to be ready. How about you? I mean, we all want to be, have oil in our lamp and be ready. So, Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you. I thank you for this particular company of women that are gathered here tonight, representing homes, neighborhoods, families. God, I ask that tonight there will be a deposit made within all of us from your word. I ask, Lord, that you would do something in us that's new. I pray, Lord, that there'll be new wine tonight and that we will be able to hold that which you give us and be able to take it into the new day. I thank you, Lord, that you are our firm foundation and you are indeed our rock. And when everything around us is shaken, we can hold to you. We can cling and hold fast to you because you will never, ever fail us. We thank you for that tonight, God. I ask for your anointing. I ask that anything that is born out of my flesh would fall by the wayside and die. But whatever is born of your spirit, God, I ask that it would come forth and that it would bear fruit, that it would be fruit that remains. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, 
Amen. I feel like the Lord told me to come right out of the gate and tell some of y'all to stop trying to make things normal again. Did y'all watch the Super Bowl? Because I saw that Kennedy commercial come on and I just thought, I wish, I wish we could just rewind the clock back to the 60s, right? I was born in the 60s and just go, oh, I just was like, oh, it's just taking me back to who I wish things were like that again, right? I feel like the Holy Spirit said, I want you to tell the women to stop wishing for normal. Things are not going back to normal again and we're gonna have a new normal. And let me tell you something, when God has still got us here on planet earth, he is not finished. If he is not finished, that means we're gonna go from glory to glory to glory. And I'm gonna tell you this till my dying breath that the best is still yet to come. So I want us to lock in tonight and to go, I'm gonna take a deep breath and just go, we're not going back to normal. I feel like the Lord said, I want you to tell the women we're not going back to normal. Things are not going back to the same. Now, some of y'all that hate change, you hate that. Because you like a plan, you know, you're like, I really need to make a plan. But there's good news in this. There's really good news. Now, some of us, now I'm talking to some of y'all, have been slumbering for years. You've been going to one little Bethmore Bible study after the other, getting a little dabble, do you? Getting your little cup filled up just a little bit at a time. And you're like, I am going to Bible study. And you have rolled up to the last three years and gone, I do not know where God is in this. And so I feel like God said, now is the time to awaken, awaken my daughters from their slumber. It's time to wake up. There's a new day here. And a new day means there's new strategies. There's a new war compact that you and I have to sign like a treaty with the Lord, and we're going to carry that thing through to the end. I don't know about you. I'm finishing with my sword held high, and I believe all y'all are there with me. I have barely read the first two lines of this, y'all. Okay, so I do. I believe the new day that's coming for all of us. Nicole, will you give me that water right there by my purse? I about lost my voice yesterday, y'all, and I feel so strongly about this word God has given me that I literally said, Pam Higgins, I love you. So glad you're here. I didn't see you. I feel so strongly about this word that I texted my team last night and I said, y'all, if I have to interpretive dance this message that God has given me tomorrow night, I am not not given this word. I mean, I know the Lord gave me this, so I have really fought like laryngitis. So if I drink my water, just know what I'm doing. Okay, there is a change coming, not just for the women of Life Church. There is a change coming for the inhabitants of earth. Say amen if you believe what I'm saying. It's that big. It's that big. So while a lot of us are just realizing that there's like this, rah, 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 this awful alarm. It's like irritating to us, right? It's not like the little thing that kind of chimes you awake in the morning. It's like this jarring. You're like, this is awful. It's awful. It's off-putting. And let me say this. Some of you may be really concerned about it. There are some times these kids ask us what is happening in the world, and we're like, we do not know the answer. Because we have never seen anything like this in our whole lives. But we know the one who does know. And we're going to trust that God has a plan, even in the crazy, right? God is, years ago, Nicole Roberts said, 10 years ago probably, 11 years, if you've been doing this with me 11 years ago. She said this, and every time I say it, I think of it. But she always said this, God is already there waiting. 
God has already prepared a place in the new for you and me. He's already prepared the place. You, all you and I got to do is say yes and get up and walk into it. Now, if you heard Gina's uh, sermon from a couple weeks ago, that's what she talked about. Get up and move out. Get up and start walking. Some of us are just sitting in our living rooms and we're just like, I just don't know. You know, I just hope God does something. God's like, hey, get up and get moving. This is the time to get up and get moving. That's what, it's good news because he's already gone and prepared a place for us and he's gonna show us what to do when we get there. So God is in it and it's gonna be good, I promise. So the world is wonky. And we all laugh about, you know, everybody, everybody I know, we all laugh about, you know, eggs are a million dollars, gas is $2 million, all of us. We all know how crazy the pains are in the world right now, right? We all know that. This past Christmas was probably, it was one of the, the most times as an adult, I can remember being a hard time for people. How many of you felt that this year? Like, it was harder. You had to make some different decisions this year that you might would have made in past years. And I think a lot of people kind of rolled up to the end of the year indeed weary. It was really a weary world rejoicing for Jesus's birthday this year because there was a lot, there's just been a lot. It's been hard times. So many people are having hard times. But if you listen closely to the Holy Spirit, if you attend your ear and just stop and go, Holy Spirit, what are you doing? You can sense, you can hear, you can feel. The wind is blowing. There is a stirring. There is a calling us away into something new. If you will stop and listen to it. Now, this, um, there's this preparedness. It's a preparedness that I think God is really wanting for us to have in this new. Because new can be awesome. Would you agree? New, new can be awesome. How many of y'all ever had a new car? That's awesome, right? New can also be challenging. New, I mean, some of us that like things the way we like them, new can be a challenge because you're like, I don't know if I like that. I'm too old to change that, right? Some of us say that. I'm not doing that because new can be challenging to us. Um, so I want you to hear me on this. Now, it's probably a little early for me to share what I've been walking through recently. I'm gonna need a drink of water before I get going. How many of you in this room follow my social media account called My English Tutor? Okay, well, then you know, we have recently bought an older home. And by older home, I mean she's an old girl. And she has a few projects that needed to be tackled and we knew that when we bought the home, we were like, it's gonna be okay. And we kept saying, this house really needs a hug. And then we were like, whew, this house needs a whole makeout session. Like it, it's a lot, like it's been, it's been a lot, it's been really wild. And I, I was not prepared y'all for the new place God was taking me. Now stay with me in this. Cause some of you go, we well, all made that decision. Like you move every 10 minutes, so what does it matter? You know, the wind blows, y'all like, we gotta get a new house, you know, whatever. So, and we do, and we love it. You know, we just love a project and we like, cause we just moved into the church. We were like, we need something to do. We've been in here 10 minutes, so it's time for us to buy this old 50 year old house. But anyway, so I am trying to get my normal back. So we've moved in. And I thought this Saturday morning, I thought, okay, one of the normal things I do is go for a walk. So I went for a walk. Tim had gone to the gym. I went for a walk. I came back, came through my house, went to this chest that I have in my den to put my sunglasses up. And behind me, I hear, 
And I turned around, and Chubby Webby was a tub. Rat was coming out from underneath my couch. A rat. Did y'all hear what I said? Not a mouse, a big boy, chubby. He actually had to flatten himself out and wiggle himself under the door of our hot water heater room. And I watched him and I was like, no, no, no. I was praying in tongues and you know, I was doing, it was a lot of stuff. It was just a lot. And then I was like, I'm gonna have to burn the house down. So I don't know, you know, what you, how, what, how you fill out those insurance papers. I'm not sure how you do all that. I don't know. Um, I didn't really do that, but I did pack a bag and called Tim and said, I'm moving to Bailey's. And so um, I don't know. He said, well, I'll tell you right now, I am not giving up my authority over our home. But I will tell you something, y'all. He caught one of those rats by the next morning in a trap he set. And when I got here to church that Sunday morning, he said, I'm moving to Bailey's too. I saw the size of it. <laughs> Chubby, t- he's going through my living room, coming out from under the couch. He's like, what's up? I'm not kidding, rats. Y'all rats in my house, under my couch. Oh, uh, I was not prepared for rats. I was prepared to clean like a banshee, scrub and clean and disinfect. I mean, I'd already talked to Shanda about how do I clean all this stuff. I mean, I was ready for all the uncomfortable that I had known before in a move, right? I did not know the deal about rats. I did not know any of that. Remember, I had just started this social media page. Who wants to follow along? As we, how do you tell the world we're living with a colony of rats? How do you do that publicly and do all of that? Like it was crazy. And I would love to tell you that I immediately called myself unto a fast and some intercession, but I did not. I did not do that. I actually cried. And then I started blaming God. I was like, why did you bring us here? I hate this. This is crazy. I mean, I seriously was like, Bailey said, mom, I looked at you once and thought, this is it. She's actually, she's actually going to have a breakdown. This is it right here. Because I'm like, I think I maybe had a tick because I was like, I don't know how to live in a house with rats. I don't know what to do. Anybody else, have you ever had something happen in your, house, in your life like that where you're like, I don't know what's happening. I'm not sure what's happening. I was not prepared. I had zero capacity for rats, y'all. I had zero. And I didn't want any. I, I still don't want any. I want no capacity for rats in my life, Right. I could not hold the new thing. <laughs> the new thing, I couldn't do it. So after five days of living at Bailey and Lachlan's, because you know, Tim moved in with us there too, we made a plan. And when I say we made a plan, we went to work taking dominion. Some of y'all need to hear me right now. We went to work taking dominion over that which the Lord gave us. And we had to lay hold of that thing. I mean, literally lay hold. I mean, take control of it. And by we, I mean Tim and all the exterminator people. I mean, it wasn't me. You know, I wasn't doing all that. But, you know, they worked like eight hours to secure that. I mean, they were hanging off the roof. They were in the, they're like, we pulled a nest out from your crawl space that was this big. I was like, oh, God. This one guy, he said, hey, can you come to your hot water heater room? I opened my door. I could see his face down in the ground beside the hot water heater. I was like, 
hey, he was like, hey, I'm in your crawl space. This is a big hole. Here's how they're getting in. I was like, okay, can we, can we close that up? We had woodworkers, welders, foam blowers. We had all kinds of people, eight hours they worked and closed it all up. And we had to eradicate that. We had to get rid of all of that, take control of it. And listen, we had to kill every rat. One of the traps didn't kill the little thing. And Tim had to take the thing into the backyard and kill it with his nine iron golf club. Because remember, we move every 10 minutes. So some of our yard stuff from our old house was in storage still, and we didn't have it at this house yet. So he's like, this thing is like barely trapped in this trap. It's a little leg, you know, I'm, I'm like, kill it. <laughs> Off with its head. Whew, take control. Of, I'm going to tell y'all something. You cannot live with rats, y'all. You hear what I'm saying to you? You cannot live with rats. God does not want us to live with rats. Rats are symbols of pests, of distractions from the normal duties of life. They're dirty. They gather where there's trash that has not been taken out. You get what I'm saying? We didn't know that our sink was actually opened up as open sewage into our crawl space, and that's why they were coming there. Yeah. Remember, I told you, it, it needed way more than a hug. We, we had a makeout session with the house to get it back under control again. You cannot live, some of us in this room under the sound of my voice or in podcast land out there, wherever you're listening, we have tried to settle down and just live with the things. The little pests, the little distractions, the little things that need to be taken out like the trash. And God tells us, no, do not settle. Do not just live with the things. The answer to that is no, a big no. Take out the trash. Make sure 2024 is the year that you secure your own house, that you get rid of the pest, whatever that distraction may be, that keeps you from living your best life. Make this be that year. See, God's intention for you and for me is to make and create and produce New wineskins, say wineskin. New wineskins to hold what he's trying to get to us. We can't hold the old with this new wineskin. So I want you to stay with us. That means the rats can't stay. Rats cannot stay in your life. They can't stay in your house. They can't stay in your relationships. They cannot stay in your finances, in your business, in your health. The rats cannot stay. So tonight I'm going to talk to you about how do we hold the new wine that God is bringing into us, for us in this new season. Now, several weeks ago, we were in staff worship, <clears throat> which we do in here. And any of you are welcome to join us on Wednesday mornings from 9 to 10. We call, we call that time We Make Space. And he was leading us in live worship, and it was to this song, New Wine. And, you know, the words are, where there is new wine... There is new power. How many of you want power in your life? There is new freedom. How many of you want freedom in your life? Yes, me too. The kingdom is here. I lay down my old flame to carry your new fire today. <clears throat> See, in order to get the new, we got to lay down the old. That actually has to happen. So God wants to give us the new wine. In Proverbs 3, 9 through 10, it says this. 
Honor the Lord with your wealth and from the first fruits of all your produce so that your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. We know that new wine is something God wants to get to us and he has a desire for us to have it, but there's an obstruction. There's a problem. So we're gonna look at three scriptures tonight. It's Matthew 9 is the first one. I'm gonna get there quickly. Matthew 9, verse 14 through 17. Then the disciples of John came to him, Jesus, saying, Why do you, sorry, why do we and the Pharisees fast? But your disciples do not fast. And Jesus said to them, The attendants of the bridegroom cannot mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them, can they? But the day will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them and then they will fast. But no one puts a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment for the patch will pull away from the garment and a worse tear will result. Nor do men put new wine, say new wine, into old wine skins. Otherwise, the wine skins burst and the wine pours out and the wine skins are ruined but they put the fresh new wine into fresh wineskins and both are preserved. Go with me to Mark 2. Verse 18 through 22. And John's disciples... And the Pharisees were fasting and they came to him, same story, to Jesus and said, why do John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast? But your disciples do not fast. And Jesus said, while the bridegroom is with them, the attendants of the bridegroom do not fast, do they? So long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. But the day will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them. And we know he is prophetically speaking of when he dies on the cross. He's gonna be taken away from the earth, so to speak, where he resides in heaven. And then he says, but the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them and then they will fast in that day. Verse 21 says, no one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. Otherwise the patch pulls away and the new from the old and a worse tear results. And no one puts new wine into old wine skin. Other, otherwise the wine will burst the skins and the wine is lost and the skins as well. But, but one puts new wine into fresh wine skins. Now I'm gonna tell you the biggest people who have a problem with change and new wineskins are if you have even a tad of the religious spirit. You don't like the new. The new's hard. If you have a religious spirit, go back and listen to the podcast and find one on the religious spirit. I think Michelle touched on one of them. One, I think in your, I think in the, yeah, I think we did in your interview. Um, that it, you just you need to get free of that religious spirit if you have that because it will keep you constricted and you cannot move forward into the new. And you may be going, but I thought religion's good. No, relationship is good. Religion kills us. Religion kills everything of life in us because it's all about keeping rules and dancing. It's all about that. It's not about the freedom of living and who Jesus has called us to be. So if you have that, you're gonna go, well, I've never done it that way before. You know, when you hear that, we've never done that before, right? When you hear that, just go, mm, I know what that is. I know what that is. Okay, let's go to Luke. This is my last passage, Luke 5. Luke 5, 36 through 38 says, 
And he was telling them a parable. No one tears a piece of a new garment, puts it on an old garment. Otherwise, he will both tear the new and the piece from the new will not even match up with the old. So it's ill-fitting, this new and this old. You can't make them fit together. And I'm going to tell you why in just a minute. No one puts new wine in old wine skins. Otherwise, the new wine will burst the skins and it will be spilled out and the skins will be ruined. But the new wine must be put into fresh wine skins. And no one, after drinking old wine, wishes for new, for he says the old is good enough. Did you hear that? The old is good enough. See, you could figure out how to just set some traps in your house and go, this is good enough. Or you can say, oh, no, 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 I'm not living with a rat, not even five minutes. So there will be a, a complete eradication of this situation. So we're, we're not, how many of you know we're not looking for good enough? I don't want you to ever shoot for, when you go to the doctor and they go, well, the, you're, everything's normal. Let, let me take normal here on the planet Earth is not good. The word you're looking for is optimal. You don't want anybody to go, oh, you, you, this is very normal blood work. Because have you looked around, right? We want to be optimal. We want our spirit women optimal. We want our health optimal. We want our relationships optimal. We don't want good enough, right? We don't want that. How many of you have seen somebody that's lived their whole life good enough, but they never really lived their dreams? They never really lived fully alive, and we want to be fully alive so we can hold the new that God is wanting to bring in this new season. Oh, that, I just love that. Each of these gospels I just read, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, give an account, a teaching of Jesus, Jesus' very own words of new wine and wine skins. Now, while I was studying this and I was just really ruminating, meditating on the word of God as I was studying for this, and I felt like I had this massive revelation that I had never seen before in studying about the new wineskins that God wants to give us in order to have the capacity to hold the new. In order to hold new wine, something has to die. In order for us to take authority over our house, Rats had to die. Not just recolonize them somewhere else. Do you hear what I'm saying? Rats had to die. This is big. See, in ancient times, in Hebrew times, when the Bible was written, what they did is they took a goat that had died or been sacrificed for worship, and they cut off its head, its legs, and its tails, its tail. And once that hide had been tanned, they sewed up those openings and they poured wine into the cavity and then they sewed a strap onto it so they could carry it with them from house to house or throughout their day. That literally is what a wine skin was. It's, it's kind of like the first wine to go, like boxed wine or, well, I don't even know. But y'all, it was made from the skin of a dead animal. That's what it was made from. Something had to die in order for them to have something to carry the capacity of the new wine. These skins, they had to have enough protein and collagen so that they would swell and expand. As the wine would ferment inside them, it would cause a swelling. 
See, regular cloth, even something as nice and as fine and as used for royalty as linen would not do that. Only something that had been dead would do that. And once these wineskins become stretched out, they become old wineskins, right? Because they have no more stretch or give to them. And they no longer stretch. They lose their ability. I want y'all to listen to me. They lose their ability to change and to grow. I don't want us to lose our ability to change and to grow. I want us all to stay in a place where we have enough protein and collagen that we are going to grow when the Spirit of God is fermenting something in our life that is alive and He's trying to put something new in us that we can contain it and we can hold it and it will not spill out and rip and be wasted away. I feel like there are times in my life God has tried to get things to me, but you know what? I did not have the capacity to carry it. And it was wasted. It was wasted away. It was never used to further the kingdom because I did not have the capacity to hold that which he was trying to give me. And he wants us to be able to do that. He wants us to. So when our old ways of thinking and believing, usually all of it is here. The change and the growth has to be here before it does anything else. It's gotta be here first in our mind, in our heart. It has to be here first. But if we are always of thinking and believing and creating are stuck in the way things used to be, like me watching the Super Bowl going, oh, I love the Kennedys. I want to go back to the 60s, right? Like that, it's just not good. Because what happens is then we, our lives become like old wineskins. We don't have the capacity to hold and carry it. We're unable to stretch, to hold, to give anymore. There's no give left. So in my case, what does this mean? Does this mean that I just have to settle down and dwell with every rat that comes along and just call it the new? No, that is not what that means, right? You and I both know every season has its rats. Every season has a rat or two. Have you, even, have you noticed that? Even, even in the best of seasons sometimes, you will look around and go, mm, there that thing is. I was watching, this is, okay, I'm off right here. But I was watching The Crown, I think it was. Is it on Netflix or I don't know what it's on. And there, and there was even, there was a rat. There's, there's rats in Buckingham Palace. So I didn't feel so bad on Bristol Road that I had one or two or a colony it was awful. It was awful. But you may be sitting here not, and you may have, there may be, when I'm reading these scriptures to you, because I will tell you the word of God is alive and sharp and it's sharper than any double-edged sword and it cuts right through our spirit. It comes right in and it just touches every part of us. And you may have a million thoughts going through your brain like, what is the wineskin? What needs to die? Where's, where's the rat? What is, your brain just may be like on, like tilt, like going, what is she saying? And what is all this mean for me and my life? That may, may be where you are today. You may be like, or some of you may go, I know exactly what the rat is. You may say, I'm trying to scan my brain and think, what is the old wineskin? What is it? How's it holding me back? How does it, does it have any give to it anymore? The things that are holding you back right now, I'm going to tell you, they have no give to them. They have no give to them anymore. Others of you, you may have just come through a season, like what I'm just talking. And I'm going to tell you, this thing with me and these rats it's just not funny yet. 
It's going to be the title of my book. It's not funny yet. But it, it's like, you know, it, it's funny. I know it's funny because you think of it and think, oh God, that's so funny that they had <laughs> this rat come out from underneath her couch. But it, it, it was like, it was traumatic. I'm just going to tell you, it was traumatic. Some of you may go, I totally, I know, I just came through a season like that. I, I can give confirmation to what she's saying right now because I know, I've just seen it. And we need you because we need your testimony. We need all the things that God's done for you Testimony, meaning anything he's done before, he can still do again, right? That's exactly who God is. So we need that. So whatever your case may be, whatever it may be, we all have a response to the Lord. And I'm gonna give you three of them. And then we're gonna close it out. So here's three responses to the Lord for a new day to hold new wine. The first one is lay down unfulfilled promises. I'm gonna even say this word, expectations that you may have had of other people that get, didn't come through for you the way that you thought they should. And you may have some disappointment tied up all around that. And unfinished business. Lay down unfulfilled promises, unmet expectations, and unfinished business. Now, some of you may have been trying to reconcile a mess, honestly. Just a mess of a situation. You may have been trying to learn how to set up camp with a rat, so to speak. That really, some of, and, and I'm gonna tell you right now, tonight, y'all, t- it's time to let it go. Get the nine iron out, hit the thing in the head, call it a day. It's over, right? Fat lady saying it's all done. Horse is dead, dismount, like it's over. Like call it a day, lay it down. God knows, God already knows. He knows before you even release it to him. He already knows. He knows every one of those seeds sown in private in your prayer life. He knows every one of those. He knows the tears. He knows the dreams of your heart that you have just been like, I'm never gonna see any of this. And I'm gonna tell you this phase right here of lay down, this is not a give up. This is about release. And there are some things in our life we cannot receive unless we release. There has to be a release. Just release it to him once and for all and say these words, God, I embrace with my whole heart this new chapter that you're bringing me to and wherever you're leading me. Just say those words. Just talk to him and tell him because he knows anyway. He knows the places that you're trying to hang on to for dear life. Like He knows. So just give them to him and just release it. And you may have to release it more than once. You may have to just keep going right back up that hill and laying that thing down at the cross over and over again. Just do it as many times as you have to because one day will be the last day. There'll be a day that it'll be the last time you lay that thing down. That's real. All right, number two, it's gonna sound contradictory. Get up. So I need you to lay down, then I need you to get up. Some of y'all need to stand up, take up your mat, and walk again, saith the Lord. This is for some of y'all tonight. It is. What do I mean by that? Change your posture. Change your posture. Get back up. Where the enemy has tried to take you down and take you out, simply get back up again. Stand back up again. Get going again. God will meet you right there. I've done it a million times. I've been out for the count, y'all. I mean, some people, I think people look at me because they think I'm like some kind of like, you're not afraid of anything. I'm afraid of all kinds. I'm afraid of a rat up underneath my couch. I'm gonna tell y'all that right now. I am. I mean, y'all know that. I am. There's a lot of things I'm afraid of, but you know what? And there's a lot of things that have tried to take me out. 
I'm just not gonna, I'm not gonna stay down. I'm just gonna keep getting back up again. If all I can do is barely get myself up, I'm gonna get back up again. And I want every single one of y'all to get back up again. I don't care what has done by that. Roll up your old identity. It could be sin. It could be sickness. It could be regret. It could be rejection. It could be a victim mentality. Some people are like, this is just how life has just dealt me this. And this is just where I am. This is where I was born and all the blah, 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 blah. It may just be that. Change your identity. Remind yourself who you are in Jesus. Don't let the world identify you. You let the word, this is your identity. This is your identity. He has told you who you are, oh man, and what is required of you. The Lord has told us that. So you have to change your identity, meaning you got to kind of change your mind the way you think about yourself and get back up again. Get up again. Okay, number three, take a stand. Take a stand. Take your stand. Do you know that y'all are not called to take the same stands I am? Right? And I'm not called to take some of the same stand. I was recently approached uh, by someone here, um, well, several someones, and asked to run for New Hanover County School Board. And yeah, I thought, hmm, y'all don't even know. It's gonna, gonna be a hard day on my husband. Um, <laughs> God bless him, he doesn't deserve that. He's a good man. But here's the deal. I mean, you know, I said, y'all don't want me. My children never even attended public school. Like, I'm sure that you do not want me to do this. Here's the deal. Not my stand, right? Not my lane. It's not what God's called me to. Or not now. It's not. He may speak to me in the future about something, but right now, that's not it. But how many of you know, sometimes things try to pull you into lanes so make sure the stand that you're taking is your stand that God has called you to. You'll know that. He'll confirm that thing down in your heart. You'll have a peace about it and you will know. So to hold the new wine in a new wine skin, we know, we've just talked about some things have to die. But the, the enemy is the most afraid of a hopeful, unswerving, unwavering church. And when the church finds her legs and stands herself back up again in the city streets, there is nothing like the fearsome power of the church of Jesus Christ on the planet. Nothing. It's true. That is absolutely true. So as we stand up, what we're doing is we're declaring God is still moving. He is still on the throne. He is still all powerful. He is still all majestic. He is worthy of all praise. When we do that, and we're saying Christ is my firm foundation, the more we do that, see, that's, that's us taking a stand. We're declaring that with our mouth into the world that we live in. See, you guys all go someplace every day that I don't go. I can't even get into some of the places where y'all live and move and have your being. But you can. So when you take your stand... Now, now I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to prophetically tell you there's some shaking coming. Get your houses in order. Know the side that your family lands on. And don't be afraid. Let your legs hold you up. Take your stand. 
and know the God of salvation that will rescue you and me in times of trouble. Anything he's ever done before, he will do again. As Michelle always says, God always provides a Goshen for his people. And if you don't know what Goshen was, go read the Old Testament and just see what God did for the Israelites, his people. And I'm going to tell you, he has a remnant in the earth. And we may seem like we're getting smaller and smaller. And we are a post-Christian America now, sadly. But I'm going to tell you, God provides. He, there's a Goshen for us to live in peace and prosperity, in health and wholeness and wellness, thriving in our families, in our businesses, in our relationships as the church. And as it gets darker and darker and shakier and shakier, we're going to shine brighter and brighter because that's, that's, we're just reflecting him to the world, right? That it may, it may seem hard to stand while things are shaking. You know, you've talked to people who've ever been through an earthquake. They usually fall or sit down because it's hard to stand when that's happening. But I tell you, God will keep you and he will keep me. And there may be days coming that you say, I remember hearing her say that God will not fail us and God will keep us in times of shaking. And I will tell you, I will stand by those words. He absolutely will. So the lyrics of the song, New Wine, I lay down my old whatever to pick up your new whatever you want to give me today. Because see, he knows what we need for the days ahead. So let him give you what you need for the days ahead, just like for me. It's necessary. The song says, where there is new wine, there is new power. There is new freedom because the kingdom is here. And isn't that what we all want? Your kingdom come, your will be done here on the earth where we live, just as it is in heaven. Isn't that what we all really truly want? The kingdom is here. That's what we all should want. So this week, I want you to do a little soul searching. I want you to sit down with your soul like David did. David would do that. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. He's like talking to himself. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and do not forget any of the benefits of the Lord. Okay, thank you, Lord, for that. I mean, literally, he like talked to his soul. I want y'all to do some soul searching. And I want you to kind of picture, you know, look at the places See where God is needing a response from you about the coming year. It could be, because we've already had January, that you've already crossed some of this bridge. You've already had some time with the Lord, and He's already shown you some things about 2024. I had decided this year, I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing a word. You know how everybody's like, what's your word? What's your word? What's your word? What's your word? Do you got a word? I have a word. Do you have a word? So this year, I was like, I am not doing a word. I'm just not doing a word. I told Tim, I said, I'm not doing a word. My word is, what's up? Like, I was like, I am not doing a word. I mean, I was determined. And y'all, it was so funny because it was like the first week, then the second week, then the third week into the new year. Everywhere I looked was this word evidence. Everywhere. Everywhere I went. And I started thinking, what, what is this? What is this all about? We know what ev- evidence is proof of the truth good or bad. And I feel like God said in 2024, you're going to see some evidence. You're going to see proof of what's true, good and bad. So buckle up, buttercup. 
That's what I felt like God said to me. But you know, you have to look, and everybody does that. We all kind of look at, you know, you just reflect on what was the last year and what am I, what am I working on? I mean, maybe health goals. It could be all kinds of things. But God specifically is like, there is something God wants to say to all of us that's going to help us carry the new wine in that dead animal skin, stinky as it may be, better and not lose it and hang on to it and be able to value it and carry it and have the capacity to hold it and to carry it into the new season. Y'all with me on that? Yes, okay. So I think this year is gonna be amazing. I think it's gonna be amazing. I think even when it's shaky, I think we're gonna be like, whew, God's got a plan on that. Let's just see how he does this. Because I've seen that before in my life. It may not be like exactly what we're seeing right now. So I want no one, you know this, you know God doesn't want to put fear in anybody. Because when the devil's talking, he makes people afraid. That's his language. His language is fear. So we're not talking, I'm not talking about fear. I'm talking about God has already gone before us. He's prepared a place for us, even in the shaking. That's what I'm talking about. So that's what I want you to leave here with tonight is that there is something God wants me. There's something I need to let die, right? Lay it down, get up and take your stand. That's what I felt like God said. Okay, so now... For those of you who are new to sisterhood, you may love this part, you may hate this part. You're gonna hate it right now because everybody hates this part right now. But before you leave tonight, you're gonna go, oh, I love that so much. So you're gonna group up in groups of four or five people, six people in a little circle right around where you're sitting. And here's your small group question. And we're gonna put a little bit of music on and we have 10 minutes, maybe 12 minutes. Wait, hold on. 12 minutes. (laughs) You got 12 minutes. Here's your question. Have you personally felt or seen change coming to your personal life? Now, you may have, and you may just answer that question with a yes or no, and you may not feel okay about sharing that more personally with your group. But if you do, and if you think it will encourage someone else, then use it as a testimony to encourage others. Because that, let me tell y'all something, it's always better I know everybody likes to come and have a word given to them. And you know, I know that. I do too. I love that. But I, I felt like last year God said circles are better than rows. So we're going to circle up. We're just going to have a few minutes of looking at each other one-on-one in the eye. And then when you stand up, I have a powerful prophetic word and declaration to pray and say over you before you leave tonight. How many of you tonight met somebody you didn't know before? That's good. See, that's why we do it. Everybody's like, what are we doing getting in small groups? Because it feels awkward, but it's so good. It's a good awkward when it's over. Because you met somebody new and you got to pray for somebody and you know people's stories a little bit better. So every week, you know, or every uh, sisterhood, we'll do it. We'll do that. We'll try to. I want y'all to stay seated for this prophetic word that I'm gonna release over you. And I did not get this prophetic word, but when I read it, I knew that it was for this night and whatever women that God brought here tonight, I knew this is what this was who it was for. And so I'm gonna read this over you. And then in a minute, I'm gonna have you stand up and I'm gonna read a declaration over your life. Um, this is called this prophetic word. And I want you to posture your heart right now to just receive what the Lord has for you. Begin again. I know what you have been through, says the Lord. It has taken its toll on you. You stepped back, you subtly retreated. 
and you slowly withdrew. It was temporary, just some time out, but you're still here watching from the sidelines, just spectating. But deep down, you're longing for more, missing the passion that you once had, feeling like you've lost your way a little bit, not completely sure who you are or what you're supposed to be doing. I am recalling you. Now, I want some of you to hear me. When your car is recalled, it's because something's broken. God is saying, I'm recalling you as in I am recommissioning you once again. There is fresh oil. Stand up, start moving. Get back to the front lines where you belong. Not the same physical place maybe necessarily, but the same mission. Maybe not with the same passion you once had, but with a greater depth of devotion. Maybe not even with the same people, but a tribe that you can align with for destiny, devotion, and the desires I have placed inside your heart, says the Lord. Begin again. It won't look or feel as it did before. You will have to see through new eyes. You will speak with a depth of wisdom and authenticity. You are ready for greater responsibility, and you will build with heaven's blueprints. You will carry a greater anointing and weight of spiritual authority. Others will be drawn to your stability in days of great shaking. Begin again. Step forward. Give me your unreserved yes. Show me your willingness and I will open the doors. Shake off past regrets and things that didn't work out. Break agreement with disappointment and delay. Shut down the inner voices of insecurity and inferiority. You have been sifted, stripped back, reshaped, strengthened, and set apart for such a time as this. If not now, when? If not you, who? Do what I'm calling you to do and begin again. Stand to your feet, please. Yes, and Lord, we say yes, we receive that word. We receive that, that word. You know, the point of new wine is not just so you and I can feel some kind of way. You know, it's great to feel some kind of way, isn't it? You're like, mm, got my mojo back. What was that? There was a movie. Oh, her groove. She got her groove back, right? Was that, was that what it was called? Stella got her groove back. You know, that whole, I, I, don't, I don't even know what it was about. I didn't see it. But anyway, so when God is giving you new wine, it's probably a very bad reference, but I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. If you're in podcast world, I don't know. I don't know what I just referenced. Okay. You're, the purpose of you and I having new wine is for the harvest. It's what it's always been about. So here's a declaration. And I want every one of you to hold your hands like this. And I want you to just receive it. I want you to just receive it. Like I'm giving you a big old loaf of bread or something. I declare a new wine. I refuse to carry the old wineskins full of the spirit of religion, legalism, and control. Be bound now in the name of Jesus. I declare you cannot live in this new wine. I declare a new wine and a new wineskin is now in my hands, ripe with revival, with healing, with spiritual freedom, with childlike faith, and with the Holy Spirit's breath, power, 
and authority. I declare my feet are stepping into a new vineyard and I trust the chief vine dresser, the keeper of the vineyard for his hands are gentle and his pruning shears are alive with the living, breathing words of Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Now this part is for some of you in particular. He is the Lord my God who brings me into a promised land, gifting me with cities that I did not build. Houses full of blessings that I did not earn. Wells that I did not have to dig. Vineyards I did not tend. And olive trees that I did not plant. I decree faith to remain in the field. Courage to put my hands to the work. And spiritual maturity to see the harvest. I declare I'm a joy-filled worker in this vineyard. Even in the pressing, I'm not crushed. Even when there looks to be no way out, I am not in despair. Even in the persecution, I am not forsaken. Even when I am struck down, I am not destroyed. I declare an outpouring of new wine across humanity and for the seeds of the gospel of Jesus Christ to be brought to an accelerated maturation. I call in the harvest of souls and I call in the new wine. I am a worker in the field and I carry in my own body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in me. I declare, break out the oil, ready the new wine, set the table, it's harvest time. Father God, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for what you're doing in our hearts. We thank you for what you're doing in the earth, even though we can't see it all. God, we ask for new wine. We ask God for our wineskins to have everything they need, to have give, hold, to have everything that we need to change, to release, to grow, and to be able to carry what you're giving to us, God. Let the women in this house be known as women of faith, courage, boldness, warring hearts and spirits, and women that know how to carry the oil outside of these doors and heal a broken world. Give us new wine today, God. We love you, Jesus, and we say you're the kindest one we know. We belong to you, Jesus, and we love you. We give this night to you, and we ask that you would seal it in the heavenly places. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen and amen. Thank you all for coming. Yay, I know, so good. So, okay, so next, uh, well, next month it's Flourish. Y'all gotta come. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be amazing because I'm gonna talk about how we have to stop worshiping celebrities. And it has a little mm in it, but it's gonna be fine. We're all gonna be fine. We're all gonna, it's gonna be fine. We're gonna get it and we're gonna be like, whoo, okay, I got this. We're gonna get it, okay? Okay, we got it. (laughs) Okay, y'all can put the music on. I love you guys. See you next time.